Welcome to the Achieving Minerva podcast. I'm your host, Sal. This first episode is more of an overview of kind of what the goals are of this. Okay, so it's a little bit based in the financial independence retire early movement or FIRE. Okay, and what that means is people that are trying to save enough money so that they can retire or be work optional before the traditional retirement age. Now, this definition kind of gets a little, a little muddy, um, but essentially we're talking before 60, okay? You can call it 62, 65, but a lot of these people on these forums are trying to retire in their 30s, 40s, or 50s, okay? Um, 50s is, is pretty achievable for most people. 40s is reasonably achievable for many people. In 30s, you're probably going to require a little bit of generational wealth, um, or you're going to be in the tech sector, you're going to be an engineer, you're going to be something that required little education to high earnings ratio. Okay, so doctors and lawyers, they spend their whole time paying back that $100,000 or more price tag. But I'm here to talk about a little bit more about the lifestyle of retirement. We're going to talk about money here and there, but more I want to talk about what is not discussed as much, which is what do you do when you're retired? Okay, that is a lot of time. So first I'm going to break down some numbers for you that aren't necessarily money. This is time, okay? Most people work 40 hours per week, okay? Five eight-hour days Or if you're lucky, four 10-hour days is becoming increasingly popular, okay? If you work five eight-hour days, that means you're working five days every week, times 52, that's 260 days out of the year, okay? That accounts for 71% of the year of 365 days. Now, I'm I'm talking about days and not hours, and I'll talk about why that is in just a minute. If you're one of those lucky people that works four 10-hour days, four days a week, and you get a three-day weekend, now you work 208 days out of the year, and that's about 57% of the year, okay? So if you're going to retire, if you're going to be work optional, you hate your job, you're going to leave it, you want to just wake up every day and it's Saturday, okay? Every single day is Saturday. What are you going to do with all that time? 57% of the days that you exist or 71% for most of you, that's that's two-thirds of your life, sorry, almost three-quarters of your life that you're going to have to fill with something, uh, activity, productivity, kids, errands, traveling, whatever it is. And if you're retiring early, okay, we're not talking a 30-year retirement where the last 10 10 years you're bedridden because you're sick and old. We're talking if you're retiring in at 40, you, you very reasonably have 30, 40 years of good active years left in you. And that's a lot of time. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, the reason I talk about days instead of hours, okay, is because let's talk about the typical five by eight schedule. Okay, that's eight hours that you work. That's non-negotiable. That's at work. It's on their time. Some of you may even, that's even nine hours because you have to count for an hour lunch break, okay? And then you have eight hours of sleep. That's the recommendation from the CDC. 
Not everybody does that, but the data that I found on CDC says about 34% of people report being underslept. Um, So that's only 30% of us. If you're one of those 30%, try to sleep more. You'll feel better. But let's just assume that you sleep for eight hours a night. Most of you probably seven. Okay, so that's eight hours working, eight hours sleeping. Now you have eight other hours to do other things. Okay, what can you meaningfully do in those eight hours? Okay, because remember, one of those hours is getting up and getting ready for work. Okay, probably at least one of those hours. Another hour is spent commuting. Uh, the, the research that I saw on the Census Bureau from 2018 and also a website called Ridester uh, both said about 26 or 27 minutes one way uh, reporting. And that other one was in 2021. So the pandemic work from home thing didn't change it all that much. So you're spending an hour in the car or train or bus commuting, right? So that's two hours of the eight hours that's left over. The third hour, let's say you do some some errands. You have to go get the kids from school, from soccer practice, go to a soccer game. Maybe you have to help them with homework. Okay, that's at least one hour, depending on how old your kids are uh, or what errands you're going to do. A lot of businesses still close at five. You know, you can't really go to the bank after work. You can't go to the post office after work. You can go shopping, but you're probably going to do that on Amazon anyway. So if you're still with me, that's eight hours working, eight hours sleeping, and then eight hours left over. Of those eight hours left over, you have one commuting, one you are running errands, getting your kids from school, one you're getting ready for work, that's three. A fourth one is eating, okay? You have to eat breakfast, you have to eat dinner, either with your family or by yourself. You have to eat at work, uh, like we said, some of you might have to account for nine hours of the workday because one hour is for for lunch. Okay, so that's so that leaves four hours of free time every day. And some people thrive on that. Some people thrive on the nine to five work schedule where they have just little bits of time to play video games or, or what have you. But not everybody works that way. The average American has kids. They have other obligations they have to do throughout the week where that four hours of free time is taken up with other things, okay? If you're, if you're working all of this, you're going to have to plan your meals or you're just going to eat out every time, which in which case I hope you budget for that. But that's a lot of, that's not that much time every day. So that's why I break it down into days, okay? You either work 260 days out of a year or 208. That's 71% of the days in a year you spend on somebody else's time. Even if you work from home, we can assume you work eight hours at home. Maybe some of you are a little more automated, and so you figured out how to steal a little bit of that time back from, from the big boss. But more or less, these are the numbers of the average person. Okay. Now, just think about that. 260 extra days in a year times 30. Okay, times 30 years of retirement, at least, because we're talking about retiring early. That's a lot of time and day days to account for what to do. And you might dream about it. Maybe you're one of these people that dreams about this for years, and you're like, I'm going to travel. 
I'm going to go here and there. I'm going to go to Australia, go to Paris. And people do that, okay? If you go over to millennial, the millennialrevolution.com, okay, she and her husband, they do. They travel the world. They've retired at 30-something, and they do. They travel the world, but they don't spend a week here and a week there, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. It takes about two hours to see the Eiffel Tower, okay? It takes about two hours to see... Big Ben, it takes about two hours to see the Sistine Chapel, which is beautiful. All those places are beautiful. I highly recommend that you go eventually. But these are little tiny pieces of time, okay? These people that do travel as a way of, of a lifestyle, they spend months there. So they're not really living out of a suitcase except for every once in a while. They'll go to Thailand, spend a month, go to Europe, spend a month, go to somewhere else in Europe, spend a month, go to South America, spend a month. And so you, they're still having to, to fill some time with, with leisure uh, in a leisure in such a way that their brain doesn't go numb. Okay. Um, many studies have shown that the, the reasons that retirements fail is not just because of money, because they, they, their investments failed, okay? And these are retirements that are normal, or quote-unquote normal, from 65, 60 years old and above. These are people that have normal retirement, and a lot of them will say that the top three reasons retirements fail, other than money, are boredom, divorce, and depression, okay? Boredom. Let's say you're one of those people, you're going to go golfing every day, okay? A round of golf takes four, five, maybe six hours, okay? And in 24 hours, that's only, that's not even one of those thirds from work, sleep, or free time. So what are you going to do the rest of it? You're just going to sit and watch Netflix? Netflix only has so much content, okay? I know there's more streaming services out there, but trust me, that gets boring as well. The other one is divorce. People, after they work for 30, 40 years, they're married to the same person for 20 years, they all of a sudden come home and they realize their marriage worked really well when they were at least all that work time was accounted for. And maybe it doesn't work so well when they're together all the time. So divorces fail in retirement for some of these same reasons. And then depression, a lot of that is linked to the boredom. Okay, they did not think there's only so much fly fishing and rock climbing that one person can do. Okay, you have to spend a little bit of time at home and you have to think of what makes you happy. Okay, and then finance is another reason that retirement fails. But hopefully, if you're here, then I will help lead you to some of the other podcasts that talk a little more about the money aspect and get you on track there. And we'll talk a little bit of about the spreadsheets here every once in a while, but but I'm more interested in helping you understand what it is you're going to do in retirement. So a little bit about me and why I have a unique perspective uh, and am able to talk about this. So I am in my early 30s. Okay, I work in healthcare, but I work a very odd firefighter firefighter type schedule without being a firefighter. Okay, so I work. At minimum, every other day. But but I, I did the math. I work either two days or three days in a, in a week. And so if you average that out to two and a half, that puts me at 36% of the days in a year is where when I'm working. 
So that's only a third. So I have this unique advantage where I make enough money to meet all my saving goals that I'm working towards fire. But I also have this other two thirds of of the days where I get to imagine what retirement is. I get to live it. Okay. So I get a a lot of time to really think about what it is that I do day in and day out without having to go to work. I have a lot more Saturdays than than the average person. So how I'm going to really model this podcast is that every every episode is going to be about something different as far as, you know, what is going on in my day-to-day life. We're going to talk about health, okay, physical and mental, okay? One of the big things, especially for us Americans, that stops retirement is what are we going to do about health care? It's one of the main reasons that I'm not saving as aggressively as I probably could, is because I'm going to be working for a little while, okay? I have, my family has a f- some medical needs, and I really like that subsidized health care I get from my employer. So I'm going to be keeping that. And I don't hate my job. I like my job. And I only have, it helps that I like my job. It helps me to like my job that I only have to go a third of the time. But staying fit and eating right and living an active lifestyle helps with a, fulfilling retirement and helps you get to that old age and helps maybe maybe mitigate some of those older old age health costs okay we can't do a whole lot of thing a whole lot about certain things like alzheimer's uh ml ms als we can't do a whole lot about that hereditary stuff but what we can do is we can help mitigate the obesity factor the which which contributes a lot to diabetes which contributes a lot to heart disease, to heart attacks. We can't do a whole lot about dementia, but maybe if we do a little more mental mental exercise, we can help mitigate that. There's not a whole lot of literature that talks about that, but I think there is some some studies going on in that space. But an active lifestyle and eating correctly helps mitigate a lot of those costs that we talk about late in retirement. The the nursing home, the uh, upgrading your house to be handicap friendly for seniors, things like that. And then we're also going to talk about how I spend my time. I li- I've picked up a lot of hobbies, um, what I do uh, in my day-to-day life. We're going to kind of deep dive into hobbies, um, okay? So lots of deep dives into what it is, what it's like to kind of live without work. Um, even though I do still work, I work a lot less days than the average person. So I have a unique perspective where I actually get to think about the boredom, the depression, and different aspects of retirement that fail besides the finances um, before I actually get there. If you are interested in this sort of thing, please hit the subscribe button. This is available wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, And I also write a blog at AchievingMinerva.com feel free to go there and read some other deep dives about some other topic. I'm shooting for once a week with the podcast and about once or twice a week of a blog entry. Uh, I'm also on Twitter at Minerva Fire. That's M-I-N-V-E-R-A. Thanks and see you next time.